0: Hey everybody, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. Uh, on today's podcast, we are going to talk filmmaking with a couple of filmmakers here in town, Angie and Chris Lawing, who own Mercury Labs over on Locust Street. It's a production company. Um, they make films and they've got a film in tomorrow night's St. Louis Film Festival, the International Film Festival at the Tivoli Theater. Their film shows at 920 and it is called Witness 11. And I got to tell you, I got sent this trailer Uh, last week, and I just played the thing, and I thought, is this a big-budget Hollywood film? It looks that good. It's a period piece set in the 50s. The playwright Bertolt Brecht is uh, testifying for the House on american Activities Committee in there. He's the one witness uh, that has to take the stand, and it's, it's a great story. It looks fantastic. Chris shot it. Angie produced it. We talk filmmaking. We talk a lot of stuff. So enjoy this. Chris and Angie from Mercury Labs. How's it going? So this is Jeff, and I'm with Angie and Chris, and I've already done the intro, so you know that. We're just talking about film. And the reason I wanted to, to get you guys to say is tomorrow, or Wednesday night, so this will go up Tuesday, Wednesday night you guys have a premiere at the St. Louis Film Festival at the Tivoli Theater at what time? So it's 920, Tivoli's Theater, it's yeah.
1: Witness 11. Witness 11 is the name of the film. And it's a part of the um, St. Louis International Film Festival, the Narratives Shorts Program.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, so there'll be however many films on that bill. Yep, and okay. we're
2: in the group that's the dramas. Okay,
0: and I got this trailer last week and it looked, and I was just blown away. Right. So is this film played around, but has not played in St. Louis or it has, or you could have seen it, but it had not many places. It, it
1: played um, at the St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase okay. in July Okay. Um, and was invited to participate in the International Film Festival. Oh, very nice.
2: It has played a couple of other festivals. Yeah,
0: it it's, won some awards.
2: Yes, it's it, won some awards, and it's a fun film. Yeah, hopefully you can come
0: see it. I know it looked amazing. It looked absolutely amazing. So, and what struck me was I couldn't quite tell. You know, I'm looking at this thing, thinking, is this a Hollywood film? You know, that's what was so right. great about it is. I don't know how you pulled that up. So you shot it, Chris. I did. I was the director of photography. Okay. And so, yeah, tell me a little bit about the project, how it came to you, who directed it, and how you guys got involved in this thing.
1: So it's an interesting turn of events. Um, The director is Sean Mitchell, and he and I have been frequent collaborators. We've been working together for almost 14 years. And what normally was our working relationship was I was the director, and he was the director of photography. Okay um and when i moved to st louis and he stayed out in the bay area we weren't we didn't have the opportunity to work as much together and i you know i started to shoot a lot more and become more of a director of photography and he started focusing more on directing so when um he had this opportunity to do this film he asked me to be his director of oh, photography Just so to make sure it was all going to work out okay <laughs> yeah so, that's
0: good but you need a lot of help, right? And so, and he, this film was made as sort of a showpiece for you guys, or a showpiece for him, right?
2: Yep. Sean was working to do a much larger scale period piece. Okay. And Because it looked amazing. And he wrote this as almost an audition okay, for another job that hopefully he'll still get a chance to earn. And mm. Sean's been a, a good friend of ours for a long time. So okay. We've been collaborating and friends and he's actually gonna be in town. That's oh, for right. this one. Oh good.
0: So we can meet Sean. Yeah. Okay. So he and he wants to be a big time Hollywood director and make indie movies, or what's his ambition? He wants to be a director. <laughs>
1: so however, whether whether that falls under the big time Hollywood or indie, yeah. you know, as long as if you're just working, that's yes. victory in itself. Absolutely. I believe
2: he would be happy with director of photography as well. Yeah. Too
1: yeah i think i think he's moved on
0: a little bit i think he's you know he's enjoying the director's chair yeah yeah, yeah. did you like shooting this thing do you like oh, i loved it, it? yeah I it, loved it. so to me that was what struck it's a black and white piece the place that you shot it it's so tell tell a little bit about the story what's it about and then how you lit this thing or made this thing
1: well okay. um so it's 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 about the House of Un-American Activities. Yep. Um, what we know is the Hollywood Ten. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a movie that's coming out. Um, it's out now with Brian Cranston called Trumbo. Okay. And um, Bertolt Brecht, who was a German playwright, yep. um, and for for some of the. Literate's out there they yeah. would know of him sure. because and, he's a well-known playwright. Yeah,
0: very well-known and I heard the name I, I wasn't familiar with his plays but when you go back he was a social political playwright in the 40s and 50s and
1: um, a, a so he was one of the people that was called in front of the committee. Yeah. And this is in the 50s sometimes. and this is uh no, no, no. It's I, I believe it's fifty-one. I, okay. I, uh, yeah. Sean, you know you can delete yeah, this, yeah. you know, because Sean would be mad <laughs> if I don't know the exact exact <laughs> we'll, we'll, I will find that out
0: and post this.
1: So, um, so he was one of the witnesses. He yeah. was friends with um, Trombo and Lawson, and you know, yeah, and these, and a lot of the others. He was forced, like everybody, yeah. was forced to decide whether he was going to testify. Okay, and when if he testified, then he would be compelled to betray his friends. Gotcha.
0: And this was they're they're on a this is the red scare. They're trying to find communists in Hollywood. They're calling anyone with a German last name or Russian last name. They're asking him questions, right, or whatever. Well, it's
1: uh, yeah, It's it was a witch hunt. I yeah. mean, there was yeah. just, it was just a witch hunt yeah. that was, and and he was his politics were pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I and mean, Brecht was. Yeah. You you know he was a lefty. There's yeah. no doubt about it, <laughs> right? So um, so the film is a bit of the moral quandary that he has before yeah. he testifies, and then once he once he gets up there to realize the theater of the of the committee yeah. and the scene around, yeah. and a bit of the cat and mouse game.
0: I gotcha. So the the film itself. So these. People were compelled to testify. Lots of them didn't, were thrown in jail or held in contempt. He decided to testify. And there's this, this is what this film is about. It's actually his testimony sitting on the bench. That is correct. Sparring back and forth with is it? It's not Eugene McCarthy. Who's it is the, not McCarthy because you
1: know because the, the committee included a whole lot, a lot of, of people, and there yeah. were
0: special prosecutors. Yeah. Um. So yeah. so McCarthy isn't it, and, directly a part of. This. And so is this a based on a true story? This is the based transcripts on transcripts. You know,
1: a lot of the testimony within yeah. the film is based on transcripts. Okay. So Sean was um, very careful to um, get it, get it right. To yeah. get it right.
0: Yeah. And
1: how how long is the piece? The piece is twenty-three minutes, I okay. believe, twenty-four minutes. Okay.
0: Okay. And it's like this testimony; that he's got to break it down. Does he name names? Like, can you? Is that? This is all part of the historical record. Gonna have to but I'm going to watch this right. I don't want to blow it for you out there. If you're going to go see this film Wednesday night, like, what he actually says. But that's the best part, I assume.
2: It is, and it's also the realism. I think of the film, just like Sean's job was to keep it real, but. Add the human element that may or may not exist if you actually were able to watch documentary films of the hearings. Yeah. You know, it's a little more interesting than that would have been because you get to see what happens in the foyer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then to have the look and feel of what it actually would have been like to be walking down the hall. Yeah. I think was part of the fun and the challenge. And I think, um, hopefully, as a viewer, of yeah. taking it in too.
0: Yeah. You and I assume this is a low-budget film. It looks inc- like you spent some serious money on this. What'd you, what you, yeah, just tell me the shoot and how you lit it and what you shot it with. And
1: so, um, so it. Kind of... it, for a low-budget film, it's yeah. a fairly grand scale. Right, there's, there's no doubt about it. I would we, say so. We shot. We had about four cameras, okay. four reds that we were shooting with. Okay. Um, Sean's goal was to have it look as archived mm-hmm. and realistic and accurate as possible. Right.
0: Um, so you're, you're going for a period piece in the look of this thing. That like you want it to period. look like it was shot yeah. in the early 50s. That's right. Black Black so yeah. um,
1: newsreel type yeah. style. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm going to get a little into the, into Do the DP geek. Do it. You geek know, so so you're, you're using a lot of hard light, a lot mm-hmm. of specular Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays there, there's lots of big soft lights and wraps around the face. It's very nice. That period, most of those lights were these big brutes that you know mm-hmm. came down and it would have a nice sharp line. Mm-hmm. You could see the shadows. Yeah. And so that was that was my goal was mm-hmm. to have something with you know that was very hard, um, specular in nature yeah. um, and, and in some ways, that's actually pretty good because it's cheaper. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's cool. because, because in order yeah. in order if you want a big soft light and yeah. a big space Yeah and it's a those huge are space. Powerful right? lights that yeah. you because because yeah. that diffusion falls off yeah. really quickly. So, you know, I mean like when you're going to a concert, mm-hmm. you know, those spotlights it's yeah. a specular light because it's gotta throw yeah. hundreds of feet. Yeah. And so so in some ways it was easier to do it that yeah. way. Because of the budget, we could use these older lights, you and know, the sh- these cheaper lights, yeah. as opposed to trying to figure out how do I rig in this antique hall, yeah. you know, um, a row of soft lights up top, yeah, so that you you know you and and the other thing the other thing is is because so much of this was shot for TV and newsreels, yeah, you were seeing lights in the footage,
0: right? So it didn't really matter.
1: So so we weren't. We didn't have to hide yeah. certain lights. I mean, you would you would come to
0: expect to see some yeah. lights up there. Yeah, that's cool. And the cast was great. Did you did you help produce this, Angie?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And did you help cast this thing and pull all this together?
2: The casting was actually done by um, someone else, okay. but I did help find some key positions. Okay. So. Um,
0: and this was all shot in San Francisco? This was
2: all shot in Berkeley, actually. In
0: Berkeley, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So, leading up to the film, um, I got to help, and what a fun job it is, too, to go look for production designers yeah, and hair and makeup stylists. Yeah. And so, I got to put out some calls and... Interview people and share portfolios with Sean, okay. and then um, and hope they'd work for free. <laughs> <laughs> Would well, you guys come? Yeah. Convince <laughs> people in LA so, <laughs> to come on up for a weekend or yeah. a couple days. Yeah. Is that what
0: they got? A weekend to Berkeley.
2: It's not that far. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that work in LA work in San Francisco sometimes too. Yeah. So that that wasn't it. Wouldn't have been like asking someone from New York. Although yep. I think we did have a
0: couple of New Yorkers. I think we
2: did. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but that's
1: also part of the thing about about filmmaking. Yeah. It's it's an art, so it's a passion. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people jump at the opportunity to work whenever they can. Yeah. And if they find something that, that they're really passionate about and they're in between gigs... Yeah. They'll do it. Why not? Yeah. So it's a weekend shoot? Uh, actually, it wasn't a weekend shoot. Um, it was during the week. Okay. It was three days. Okay.
0: Um, three day shoot. Three, three long days. They were very, long days. <laughs> they were very, were very they? long days. This was non-union. I take it we were doing this, <laughs> this, this under the radar. This, this was
1: this was back to film school
0: type of days. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> that's that's just good, clean fun though. So, how, how did this? Did he he finance this thing? Self finance. So um,
2: I did actually help get it up on Kickstarter. Oh, you did. Get some money on that.
0: Okay, so, so you this project was started on Kickstarter is where you found the initial seed money or just kind of got this going? Or... I think
2: it was supplemental money. He okay. already had some money. Okay. But, and um, he got a
0: grant from Berkeley. Okay.
2: Yep. I showed him a couple places to get grants. I don't know if those are the ones that he ended up getting. with. But when you're a producer, right. when your job is find the people, find the money.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's what you do. That's
2: what I do. I do that for a living so right. that wasn't too much of a stretch. Um, <laughs> So uh, it was fun to do it in a slightly different way than I'm used to and the, the nature of this project. It was a good, big scale, um, but it's always challenging to work within constraints. Yeah. Scope is one of the hardest things to manage as a producer. Yeah. So, um, so it was a fun project to try to tackle. It really was a big vision, very ambitious, especially for the budget. Yeah. And, um, and so to even just get another- How five, much did
0: this thing cost? That I don't know yeah. because because I, I know don't know that, the
1: total. You know, yeah. I know the Kickstarter. I thought we raised eight thousand from the Kickstarter. Okay. I know that I know that we. I believe that the Berkeley grant was two thousand. Okay. I don't know what Sean put in put it, personally. Yeah. Um, How much he raised before that? You know i i I could say that. But it was under all, twenty grand, all in. Let's say that I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Sure. Um, but I, but I would say that that everybody Not that was involved sure. there mm-hmm. were, there were some you know, there were definitely some key players yeah. that could command a, a, a healthy chunk of money gotcha. donated. that donated their time. Yes. And that always skews things. I mean, yes. Because you say, "Oh, I shot this film for $10,000." Yeah. Well, you know, I had, you know, I had some great cinematographer from LA yeah. shoot it for yeah. ten thousand dollars and right. he got a Panavision package for the weekend. It's like it's not really a ten thousand dollar bill. Right. So right. so it, it, it skews a little bit. Yeah. But but it is a you know it is a healthy yeah. investment from Sean. I yeah. mean it was a passion project and yeah. um,
2: well the beauty of being able to have that money go so much further is having done this work for so long. When you have relationships and experience, imagine if that film was something that we tried to do right out of film school. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to to, to convince those experienced people nor have the experience ourselves to know how exactly can we cut corners. How can we make 10 grand be a hundred grand instead of 20 grand, you know, and that's... And it's
1: not just, yeah, it's not just sweat. Um, it's skill and it's, knowledge. It's and the right
2: people, and it's a very exact. It's when you ask someone to do a favor, the more specific you can be, the better the chances of getting it. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. and so if you ask ten people that have been working for twenty plus years in the industry to do one specific thing for yeah. something, yeah, then suddenly you have ten more really great collaborators. Yeah. You know, then then you know sort of tapping one person out to yeah. do a tremendous amount. And yeah. I think that there's there's a combination of that in any compassion project. How do you ask people to get involved yeah. in something that is ultimately, you know, the dream of one or maybe two or three key individuals and then have all these other people that are working their day gigs and um, and still committed to it. That
0: that's so interesting cuz what you just said is so. How, how to make indie movies? There's going to be three or four people who are into it. It's their thing, and but it's such a collaborative medium. You it you it takes an army, right? Yeah, yeah. to make a film. It is any yeah. size. I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. It's, just, it's an
1: expensive. And so
0: you've got to get great. all of these people. Right. This this band of merry men on board to do these. A very specific, so you kind of you can't overwhelm them. Right, right. <laughs> it's like I need you to be great right here. We can't really pay you. This is going to be fun, right? And they will. And most people, and I've worked as a crew, you know, on right. both sides of it,
2: right. and it's always a
0: great time. It is.
2: <laughs> I, so much of like the, I feel like the creative process is very much about bursts, mm-hmm. because everyone isn't all doing the same equal amount of work at the same time on a project. That's actually really inefficient. You know. Um, a lot of times, it's one person kind of carrying it and then putting it down yeah. and saying, "Help me," and then the group comes up yeah. and shapes it, yeah. and then somebody else carries it for a while, and then there's another group that comes and shapes it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the actual act of filmmaking once you're in production yes. is uh, is A huge collaboration, it's a behemoth, and nothing ever goes according to plan. And so part of the fun of production is actually live troubleshooting and critical thinking skills. That's one of the things that I think really attracts people. Uh, It's its own kind of chess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And hundreds of things that have to be sorted and resorted and organized and, and adjusted at the last minute, but still maintaining the high. Yeah. Level vision of the project, you know. Um, I think many projects are that way. Film it's just very heightened mm-hmm. and can be very expensive, mm-hmm. from hour to hour. Um, but in the pre-production and the post-production process, um, the collaboration is, I would say, it's more uh, focused on smaller group. Yeah. And then, um, and then, who knows how many years an idea may yeah. take. She's sort of gestate yeah. before it gets even to that phase. You know, a scriptwriter could work on yeah. a script for a couple of years, or fifteen, <laughs> <Yeah>. forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> but I love,
0: I love. That's a great, and that's a great thought of how the creative process sort of gets rolled along a little bit, then it stalls, and whatever happens, and then it'll zing off in another direction. Somebody will pick it up and take it and run with it, and you, you need that energy. It's because we're all in that world of trying to grab something and push it along for someone. You know, you could come in for a day and just help someone repackage something and move along or get some clarity and right. that's such a great in this town do you do you have a lot of people in this town that help you do this? You guys you guys are having another you just said you had another movie premiering in Los Angeles?
2: We had a short. I think you've seen the How to Kill a Pitch? Oh yes. So that one How to
0: Kill a Pitch. If you haven't seen this, can people Google this? If they just Google How to uh, Kill a Pitch, what do they Google? Actually,
2: if you if you go to Funny or Die, okay, you can, you can search How to Kill a Pitch.
0: Funny or Die, How to Kill a Pitch. Made yeah. right here. One of my favorite pieces.
2: That was a good collaboration with yeah. Walt Jashik, who was a script writer. Okay. And we were sitting in a meeting. Actually, we were working on a client together yeah. doing an animated web series.
0: Can can I tell the plot of this? Thing? Of course. Okay. Do it. Because because having been in this business for a long time, this is my favorite. The agency goes in, presents their awesome idea to the client. The client's like, "Oh, we love this idea. This is so good. Wait. This is going to be game changing." And then the client starts saying, well, "Wait a minute, you guys." And they start to talk themselves and say, "If we buy this awesome work now, then aren't people going to expect awesome work for us all the time? Like we we might have to actually." And aren't we just making our jobs harder if we do this? And the agency's watching as this idea is getting killed in this meeting, right? And I won't give away the end, but <laughs> <laughs> basically, the client talks themselves out of buying awesome work because it will put too much expectation on them for buying awesome work, which is beautiful because you've all been in those <laughs> meetings where you're like, I think that just this happened.
2: It really happened. It
0: really happens. <laughs>
2: this is surreal, but it does happen. And then it
0: has a little surprise ending.
2: Yes. So that's <laughs> good. So anyway,
0: that is in Los Angeles tomorrow night. uh that, that, Sunday. It Played Sunday. Played Sunday. Played last Sunday. Okay. Yes. That's right. So, what uh, film festival was that?
2: That was Indie Fest. Cool. That was, um, I think, somewhere on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yep. How somewhere about where it? Where we've maybe been before. I can't, I can't remember. But that that was a fun Santa little Monica festival. Santa Monica Playhouse. That yes. was where it played. Yes. Okay. Place. And in fact, several of the actors who were in it and were living at the time in St. Louis are now in LA. So, that's. So fun. Oh, good. They got to go see it down the street so in L.A. The,
0: oh, that's cool. So that does so, happen. People in St. Louis get their little... They move out there. Yeah. Give it a shot.
2: Lots of times. And and in fact, it's one of the reasons... it's a, It can be a good thing. It's a hard thing when St. Louis cannot sustain the full-time work that would keep a real momentum going.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For yeah. example, to be... To be more significant in the feature film industry, yes. there's so much coming and going for really high-level key positions that people, I think, are forced to leave the market. Yeah, yeah. But from a production company standpoint, if we're anchored here, but we have people that are constantly moving all over the place, that's great for us.
0: Yeah. Because it kind of keeps your hand in all kinds of cities and all kinds of projects, and
2: yeah. And we're and we film anywhere anyway, so yeah. Um, it's it's nice. How,
0: how is our film scene in in our little fair town of St. Louis? Would you guys say is it good? Well, I, you know, I, to be going honest, out. I'm a little disconnected from it.
1: Yeah. Um, and part of that is, is that part of the self absorption is the fact of <laughs> being being a parent, <laughs> right? Running the business yeah. and then looking up and saying. Oh, I guess I want to do a passion project. Yeah. How am I going to make yeah. that work? So it's hard for me to participate in the, you know, a larger community yeah, as a yeah, whole. Yeah. Um, I think one of the cool things about going to the filmmaker showcase uh, in July was seeing what other people were doing locally. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, you know, I'm I'm not as connected with it um, as maybe I should be. Yeah. But a lot of that is just you know, me putting my head down and focusing on what's in front of me yeah. and, you know,
0: trying Doing to... Doing your thing. Yeah. In your editing suite. That's kind Just, of the nature of...
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's... There's a great quote. Um, As artists, we want to be left alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Julia
2: Cameron. Yeah. Who did uh, The Writer's... Yeah, story. The Writer's Journey, baby. Yeah. Um, and it's also... Someone else. I, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Well, we won't be left we,
1: alone except until it's time to present to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's the process.
2: So the, yeah. you know what's what's I think so rewarding <clears> throat> about throat> throat> doing work is the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that is a very solitary process, <clears throat> and I think it's good. That's <clears throat> how we pull things from dreams to reality, and yet it's also isolating. Yeah. So I think it's actually true that there's probably dozens of people just like Chris and I doing their own thing, Yeah. making movies, doing communications programs and having no idea <laughs> who else is doing yeah. it yeah. and where their films are showing yeah. and things like that. Um, just because, uh, it's not a natural tendency to create a hive around it. Yeah. Um, I think we have things like the advertising marketing space that brings it together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that might be a little better organized, yes. mostly because of the business structure mm-hmm. of the agencies. Yes. So we have a better sense of what other agencies are doing. But when people go out and then do their individual passion projects, it's very hard to be connected to those projects. Although I'm sure there's many more mediums that we, we yeah. could be having yeah. a better pulls on that. But. Well,
0: yeah, and there's, I mean, I think every agency, I don't know what the agency scene is like right now in St. Louis. I think with the breweries, you know, just their recent history and a lot of what's, what lot of the money in the marketplace, frankly, that that they used to spend on agency talent just isn't here anymore. And so I wonder if how big or small the agency scene is. But it seems like certainly lots of content storytelling opportunities and everyone's making killer stuff. I mean, there's lots of shorts and and. Things online and YouTube stuff and funny stuff and I think everyone can do that. I, I, I that feels pretty vital to me. Yeah. Like th- that that feels like it's going. What you guys are talking about are, are you know, the movie tomorrow or Wednesday night is a proper film. I mean, that's a short, beautiful film. But yeah, there's a lot of fun, well, crazy projects happening.
1: Well, I mean, some of that is also, I think, just you know, what you're talking about, yeah. Witness Eleven. Yeah. Some of that also is, um. My approach, Angie's approach to filmmaking as well, yeah. because we come from a professional background. Yeah. You know Because I worked in LA as an assistant editor. Angie and I actually met. Um, at KU. At Did KU. you? The uh-huh. University
0: of Kansas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yay, but guys. but
1: you know, one of our first projects was, was that I wrote and directed an indie feature. Okay. And Angie was my producer. Ah. And. and well, we moved it we that's moved, how you yeah. guys
0: met is you're at a party and he was pitching a script and you're like i'll produce that for you <laughs> no we met actually in basic <laughs> we in class. video production oh class. nice so chuck was, Berg? no that wasn't it was it was uh i
2: was in chuck Berg's classes did you go to- i did yeah oh my god that's too i pretty.
0: sat i sat through Chuck's chris class. told me awesome. i
2: had a cute butt there <laughs> it is ladies and gentlemen
0: <laughs> i think that's that's the, <laughs> the, the line that's a great. That's great line. The pickup line that
1: that twenty years later has landed
0: me <laughs> three <through> kids and <laughs> and this beautiful business that's on right. Locust Mercury Labs.
2: Mercury Labs officially thirteen years this year.
0: I was going to ask you guys how long you've been in business. Yeah. Thirteen years.
2: Yep. And uh,
1: officially incorporated. We've been doing this, you know, for about some other entities.
2: That's yeah. Our brand, the brand of Mercury, is thirteen years old.
0: Yeah. And your core business is video. You do lots of videos for businesses and agencies.
2: We do video, but we do words too. So lots of, um, we do earned media programs. Okay, Okay. so Um, digital,
0: lots of getting into that, yep. Yep. Awesome.
2: Um, We do more strategy, marketing, and customer-driven things now um, than ever before as well. Yeah, that's good. It's pretty much words, images, mix it up in any format you can think of. Oh, I like
0: that. I like that. (laughs) That's what you got. yeah. That's beautiful. That's good stuff. All right. Um, I had one more question. Um, in Oh, you are working on something. Uh, uh, anything? We, we were talking about this. Yeah,
2: the web series? Yes. Okay. Do you want
0: to talk about that? Who, I, we don't have to. Are we going to kickstart that soon? Get that in I would like to
2: do that. Yeah. I mean, the part of part of our thought, I thought about what's next. Yeah. What are we going to do next? Yeah. So Because like any production company, we have things in development. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, it's just a matter of which one's coming to the forefront, and yeah. which one's going to go to the back burner. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I love that. I love a story. I think there's a great story to be told. And I've uh, played with a screenplay around being in an agency, it's just an agency story. I thought your, the pitch video was so great, the one in LA. This is great. We just know that business so well that it seems like something to pull off. Well, it's
1: also, there's a lot of absurdities in it. Exactly, it so is an can absurd business. You have a, lot of, yeah, have a yeah. lot of fun with that, a lot of personalities, a <laughs> um, yeah. lot of crazy stories. So Let's
2: self-mockery just say- is such a nice way to maintain and be able to live through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like if you can't laugh at yourself, then how, are what can you do? Yeah,
0: well, so how about this? We'll say if you're out there and you want to be a financier of a film, Right. If you if you are sitting on some money, perhaps in St. Louis, the old money, new money, we don't really care. <laughs> you contact Chris, Angie, or myself. Yep. And we will make a film about the St. Louis advertising agency scene, or it'll be a movie about agencies.
2: A movie, or we could do. A or series. we could do a web series. We could do a series. In the "How to Kill a Pitch," we did yeah. concept that as a potential series. You could even do it almost as like SNL skits. Oh yeah. I like but that. W- the next one was going to be "How to Win Business at a Funeral."
0: Oh, nice. That's nice. Um, We've all been there. Our yeah. new business guys. <laughs> Sorry that your guy died, but here's my card.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: That's brilliant. There's
2: plenty of other fun ones there. Yep. Another, Um, I can give a short, well, a couple of concepts that we're working. We actually, our next bigger ambition yep. is to make a feature here.
0: Oh, good. In St. Louis.
2: In St. Louis. Okay.
0: So if financiers, if you're listening, yep. let's get on board.
2: Either a 1930s film noir based on a script that Chris had optioned back when we lived in L.A. Wow.
0: Like a Chinatown kind of thing?
2: Uh, Chris, you're going to yeah. share? Pitch it to us.
0: About 15 years ago,
1: yeah. it was like a Chinatown yeah. thing. Yeah. 15 years later in the rewrite, it's, it's vastly different. Okay. Detective story?
0: I Chris,
2: this has got to be a, a three-part series. Wow. Remember um, Infernal Affairs was this...
1: No, it was a, it was a th- Chinese film series that... Um, the Departed. The Departed was based on.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So The Departed was yeah. like yeah. a shortened, annotated version of this deep, complex story okay. that was three movies. Yeah. Um, and I feel that that is what... Chris is trying to make the short version first. Gotcha. On this film noir. But
1: and it's set in the 30s. It's set in the 30s. Yeah. It's actually, um, no, mistaken. It used to be set in the 30s. It's it's 1924. It's before the crash. Okay. Um, it, it focuses on labor relations. Okay. Uh, it's one of the, typically when you it's have 20s, feature. yeah, when you have 20s films, your yeah. films based in the 20s, it's, you know, Prohibition. Yeah. Um, and I'm fascinated by that time yeah. period. I, I intentionally moved away from prohibition and mm-hmm. the theme, and it, it, that was such an interesting time in terms of where we were going as a country, where we were shaping ourselves. Mm-hmm. The, you had the last vestiges of, of real radicalism mm-hmm. um, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of bombings. There, you know, there's the Palmer Raids. You know, a precursor to the House of Un-American mm-hmm. Activities. Um, committee, so it was a very temp- tempestuous time. So, okay. so the piece focuses on on, on the labor uprising okay. and the spy set within that labor uprising.
0: Was it? Did the piece happen in St. Louis, or we're just going to make it in St. Louis because we can make it? Well, it, it, the piece, the the, would be so 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 it is. It's the it, it It's
1: it's it's a fictional story. Okay, okay. Um, so it could be anywhere, but,
0: or you could shoot it in an industrial esque yeah. kind of. Well, thing. I was
1: actually inspired by visiting St. Louis fifteen years ago. Oh, Sixteen, yeah. you know, no, fifteen years ago. I should say almost twenty years ago when Angie and I first started dating. Yeah, I came home with her um, to meet the parents and yeah. the nine siblings. Get out of town! <laughs> wow, and we drove around parts of St. Louis, yeah. and I was really blown away by the sense of history. Yeah. It, so it, I um so so that kind of inspired me to 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 start looking at setting House of God, which is the name of the um, story, in St. Louis. Oh, cool. So when I when we moved out to L.A., uh, the older version of the script, mm-hmm. um. Did a, did a short circuit around um, some producer's desk, and mm-hmm. the producer optioned it, and they were looking to assign directors and all that other stuff, and so, and then it, the option came back to me,
0: and sat in the drawer for a, for a number of yeah. years. But yeah. someone's listening is going to call you guys and say, "I want to make this movie." That's what I like about this. <laughs> and, and and
2: actually, in the hearing you talk about what inspired you, in some respects. I owe it to my husband to make this movie if this is what convinced him to come <laughs> to, the same, to this. You're kind of right.
0: <laughs> like, what, what happened? We didn't make the movie, but now I'm here, so now you got to make the movie. Now
2: we got to make the movie. All right, good. Just like Chris, as a poetry major who also did film school for the first time in many years, wrote a poem for me. <laughs> I was nice. like, wait a minute, we need to get more out of this, you know? Like yeah. Focused a lot on our company. Right. And Growing our business, this, is, this kind of project is super fun too. Yeah. So in development also is this web series um, concept called the Cube. Okay. And, oh yes. Um, and that's the one. Chris is more in these deep historical. Yeah. You know. Movie. Mine is more of like a soul sucking dark comedy.
0: Yeah. Soul sucking dark comedy, <laughs> deep historical drama. <adrenaline>. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever.
2: So. Uh, I'm happy
0: to film both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
2: So that one. But yours are funnier.
0: You could put yours anywhere. Those that that could be short, little funny thing.
2: The thing about back to scope is, you know, you got to be able to do some things in between the long spans that it takes to produce something big. Yeah. We want to do more big projects, but we also want to have these little short bursts. that will help keep the energy and momentum going. Yeah. So, so I think a, a nice little combination. Perfect. Perfect. So tomorrow
0: Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Nine twenty. Tivoli. Tivoli. It's Tuesday right now, and you're listening to this. So t-
2: it, that's tomorrow a, night. Yep. Yeah, it's a witness eleven on
0: eleven eleven. Witness eleven on eleven eleven. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs>